Orthodox Journey. A missionary activity of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society, working under the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia, presents Ascending the Ladder, a series on St. John Climacus's Ladder of Divine Ascent. Ascending the Ladder seeks to explore the spiritual gems found in this traditional Lenten reading. In this episode, we are joined by Father Dimitri Kokinos, parish priest at the Greek Orthodox Church of St. Ioannis at Parramatta, who discusses the first three steps of the Ladder of Divine Ascent. Brothers and sisters in Christ, firstly, I suspect I am speaking on behalf of many by thanking the Greek Orthodox Christian Society for organizing such series of talks. This society strives to cultivate deep and genuine spirituality, aided by the scriptures and the writings of the fathers of our church. In line with this is this current series based on the classic spiritual book the Ladder of Divine Ascent. A deep understanding of such books opens our eyes to the spiritual warfare and aids us on the most blessed and and the most important journey of life, the one thing needful, coming to communion with God. This very spiritual book is called The Ladder because the author, St. John, describes steps in the ascent towards God. I was asked in this podcast to present the first three steps, renunciation, detachment and exile. It should be pointed out that this book was written primarily for monks. For monks and nuns, renunciation is a very tangible calling 
that they feel at the beginning of their journey. They renounce the world and give themselves totally to Christ. Of course, St. John, like all Orthodox Church Fathers, does not think that monasticism is the only way to holiness and to God. He writes, The real servants of Christ, using the help of spiritual fathers and also their own self-understanding, will make every effort to select a place, a way of life, an abode, and the exercises that suit them. In other words, we must choose the way of life that is most conducive to our spiritual progress. Both monasticism and marriage are blessed. We know which way of life is our calling because it is the one that brings us peace and contentment. They asked St. John how those who are married and living amid public cares can progress spiritually, and his answer was as follows. Do whatever good you may, speak evil of no one, rob no one, tell no lie, despise no one and carry no hate. Do not separate yourself from the church assemblies, show compassion to the needy, do not be a cause of scandal to anyone. Stay away from the bed of another and be satisfied with what your own wives can provide you. If you do all this, you will not be far from the kingdom of heaven. Interestingly, he emphasizes kindness, not putting others down, not being greedy and not separating ourselves from the church assembly, the liturgy, the company of the devout. Whichever life we choose, we need to follow it with integrity and with all our strength according to the gospel. Monastics, in a very real way, renounce the world. We who live in society also need to renounce the secular, worldly mindset. The emphasis on money, material goods, how we look and dress, what people think of us, all things that have no eternal value. St. Paul writes to Timothy, No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to satisfy the one who enlisted him. We live in the world, but should not allow ourselves to become entangled with worldly pursuits and anxieties. In chapter 1, of Lad of Divine Ascent, St. John writes, Withdrawal from the world is a willing hatred of all that is materially prized, a denial of nature for the sake of what is above nature. Some people think that there is nothing wrong with, for example, carnal pleasure. They say, Where is the sin? It is perfectly natural. They forget that by nature we in fact mean a fallen nature, a nature that has been distorted by sin, by the knowledge of evil. We are called, as St. John put it, to strive for what is above nature. It is of course important that our spiritual journey and our renunciation of the worldly mindset is for the right reasons. 
St. John put it as follows, All this is done by those who willingly turn from the things of this life, either for the sake of the coming kingdom, or because of the number of their sins, or on account of their love of God. Without such objectives, the denial of the world would make no sense. If we become serious about our commitment to the Church, no matter what form this takes, it is important that that this is not for some negative reason or simply from some dry sense of doing our duty. It should be on account of our love of God and having come to experience the love of God in our lives. St. John put it as follows, The man who renounces the world because of fear is like a burning incense which begins with fragrance and ends in smoke. The man who leaves the world in hope of a reward is like the millstone that always turns around the same axis. But the man who leaves the world for the love of God has taken fire from the start and like fire set to fuel, it soon creates a conflagration. St. John points out that the Christian life is not easy. Change does not come easily, especially early on when we are renouncing our bad habits and passions that may have been part of us for many years. He expresses it as follows, Violence and unending pain are the lot of those who aim to ascend to heaven with the body, and this especially at the early stages of the enterprise when our pleasure-loving disposition and our unfeeling hearts must travel through the overwhelming grief towards the love of God and holiness. It is hard, truly hard. Jesus also said, Narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. But also, he said, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. With Christ's help, if we love Christ, And if we are truly humble, the burden is light and not as difficult as it may have seemed at first. St. John of the Ladder expresses it as follows, Let us take heart and let us in total confidence carry to Christ in our right hand and confess to him our helplessness and our fragility. We will carry away more help than we deserve if only we constantly push ourselves down into the depths of humility. A very basic aspect of our spiritual warfare is that we do not rely on ourselves, but surrender to the Lord and that we strive to be humble. In summary, the first step in the spiritual ladder is renunciation. For monastics, this involves leaving their jobs, their homes, and committing their lives totally to Christ, to fighting the passions, to growing in virtue, to growing in prayer. For those whose calling is to live in society, they too are called by the gospel to renounce the worldly mindset. Christians are called to be different to the majority of people. What is important for devout Christians is not money, not looks, not the esteem of men, but they love Christ and strive to live according to his teachings. 
both monastics and those living in the world are called to self-denial, to unhypocritical love and to grow in prayer. Steps two and three in this book are on detachment and exile. The vast majority of what is written in these chapters is pertinent really only to monks and nuns. He discusses some of the temptations that monks and nuns feel after they have renounced the world. The vast majority of what is in the rest of the book is very important for monks and nuns, but also very beneficial for those living in society who desire to grow spiritually. The chapters in the rest of the book are mainly on various passions that we all need to uproot from our hearts and various virtues that we need to strive with all our hearts to attain. In steps two and three, however, there are some gems that are a guide to all Christians. I will finish this podcast by quoting and briefly commenting on two of these gems. St. John writes, You are of noble birth. Hide the fact. You are famous. Do not discuss it. Otherwise, your status and your deeds may come into conflict. St. John's advice is very wise. If someone has been blessed with some achievement and talks about it with others, others may be impressed at first. There may even be for a while a wow factor, but eventually such a person will not meet up to other people's expectations. Elsewhere, St. John says, Run from the places of sin as though from a plague. When fruit is not in plain sight, we have no great urge to taste it. You have to be beware the ways and guile of thieves. They tell us of the rewards awaiting us if only we stay to look on women and to triumph over our desire for them. This is something we must not give in to at all. Indeed, we must do the very opposite. We can kid ourselves and believe that we can look at what is inappropriate go to places where worldly-minded people dress in a revealing way and that, then, and that we can be strong and not be affected by this. If we believe this, we have been tricked by the demons who know how to trap us into sin. We may not be able to avoid temptation completely. We can be walking to the shops and something tempting enters into our visual field. We should, however, be smart enough to realize that we would be helped in the spiritual journey if we diligently do our best to minimize temptations, not watch anything inappropriate, avoid worldly functions that will tempt us. For us who live in society, what is the overriding message of these chapters? I would say to love Christ and to fervently follow him and to realize that one of the biggest dangers that Christians Christians face is worldliness, the secular mindset, and blessed are those who can see clearly that the worldly mindset and the worldly way of life is empty and a hindrance in our struggle to attain what we were created for, communion with God. God bless you all.
hope you've enjoyed this edition of Orthodox Journey. To keep up to date with our podcasts, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or head to orthodoxjourney.com where you can find even more Orthodox talks, sermons and podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and view more content on the Greek Orthodox Christian Society YouTube channel.